All right, good to see everybody Saturday night, and we are live, 55 Minutes of Fury. Let's hop right to it. Jack Posobiec tweet, over 105,000 American civilians were killed by drug overdoses last year. Everybody's talking about Ukraine. Let's talk about America tonight. Oh, let's let's make America first. Over 70,000 from opioids like fentanyl pouring across the southern border. Highest number in U.S. history. Highest number in U.S. history. Another record for Joe Biden. But if media doesn't focus on it constantly, people don't pay attention. Go to the next one for me. I'm going to interview. Let me just... uh, introduce this video for you this is jonathan shuttlesworth i call him america's evangelist best evangelist in america best pastor in america is rodney Howard brown best evangelist slash pastor in america is jonathan shuttlesworth pastors revival today church up in pittsburgh one of the best preachers rodney Howard brown's the best preacher i ever heard jonathan shuttlesworth is the next best preacher i've ever heard in my life those are the two best preachers in america never closed never will never mitigated but we're talking about the the southern border and we're talking about the drug problems this is how jonathan deals with this and this is how all of us should deal with the problems inside of the united states of america play it for me i curse heroin addiction i curse the supply line of fentanyl into this city in jesus name i curse i curse the supply line of heroin and fentanyl into this city there will be arrests in the next seven days The police will think they caught a lucky break, but it's not luck. In Jesus' name, let a curse come upon everybody that has a hand in the supply of drugs to this city. FBI, CIA, corrupt DEA, regular gang members, anybody that has their hand in the supply of drugs to this city, I curse that. In Jesus' name, enough deaths. Enough parents having to bury their children. In Jesus' name. Romans eleven twenty nine for God's gifts and his calls are irrevocable. Ephesians chapter 4 says he calls, he calls some to be apostles, some prophets. Remember what Jonathan Shuttlesworth just did? He took action. He cursed the problem, and he even prophesied that he said within the next seven days there will be arrests. Play it for me. The largest fentanyl bust in recent memory. Now, we are talking about a lot of drugs. They found 700,000 individual doses of fentanyl at his Pittsburgh area home. Channel 11's Gabriela DeLuca is live now with how local and state law enforcement piece this all together. Gabby? Lisa and David, the state attorney general, told me this is one of the biggest busts that has happened here in Western PA. He said the fact that this high-level dealer is behind bars will make a difference in our part of the state. That is what we as evangelicals should be doing. We should be casting out demons. We should be binding and we should be loosing. We should be directly and specifically praying over things, not cowering in a quarter, not putting masks on, not locking down our churches, not social distancing, not putting out alcohol gel stations, not buying into the Ukraine narrative, lock, stock, and barrel, just like you bought into the COVID narrative, lock, stock, and barrel. No, what you should be doing is specifically targeting your prayers at specific problems, just like Jonathan Shuttlesworth just did. And you saw the results. He actually prayed over it prophesied over it and immediately there was a record arrest right there in his city where he specifically prophesied about that's what all of us should be doing so back to the southern border this is ben burquam Biden administration has journalists detained instead of illegals play it for me we just got the full 
border experience. We're down here shooting our next episode of Law and Border. We came up on 60 to 70 illegals that have been sitting there all day. Basically, Border Patrol said they didn't have time to deal with them. And as we're coming out, this happened. So I'm actually in the back of a Border Patrol car right now. As we're coming back filming the invasion of our country, we're actually stopped by Border Patrol and law enforcement. They're bringing each one of us out of the vehicle with our hands above our head and behind our backs. Guns drawn like we're criminals while Washington DC is supporting the cartels. And all while this is happening, we've got 60 illegals just standing by the wall. No problem, they can walk on in. Brandon just got added into this yeah, vehicle, and now he's actually in handcuffs. Brought out of the car at gunpoint with handcuffs. While our country's being invaded, we're down here exposing the invasion. They're more worried about us than they were are about the 60 guys that are back behind us, that they're just letting stay here. We are sitting in a patrol car. We got Harry in another one, we got Jack in another one, and, and uh, Ben in the other one. This is insane. We've got one, two, three, four, five units out here dealing with us that are just exposing what Joe Biden's doing. They don't care about them, they care about us. Unbelievable, guys. God bless law enforcement, but let's go Brandon. This guy's gotta go, this whole administration. Bad boys, what, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? <laughs> <laughs> Had to put that little part on the end there. Now that's just the perfect, that perfectly epitomizes the Biden administration. You have American journalists on the American side of the border arrested and detained. Now they didn't end up with any criminal charges, but when you have handcuffs on, that means your freedom has been taken from you. Therefore you are arrested. Arrest American journalists all by the, by the way, of course, Real America's Voice, which is a right-leaning media organization they're all arrested in the back seat of border patrol cars while 60 illegal aliens are standing right next to them crossing right into, into america unfettered that is the biden administration that is why we had 105,000 americans die of drug overdoses last year as fentanyl pours across the border and everybody's crying ukraine ukraine i want to ask how many, how many tens of thousands of people have died in Ukraine so far in, co in comparison to what the Biden administration allowed to happen in 2021? Imagine what's going on in 2022 because right now our borders are more wide open than ever. Here's the thing. You might be thinking, Tom, can't you concentrate on Ukraine or concentrate on Hunter Biden or something else? I'll get to that in a minute, but you need to understand something. The border has not gone away. There's tens of thousands of people crossing into this country that are unchecked. We have no idea who they are. We have no idea where, where they're from. No idea, absolutely, they have no ID whatsoever. Listen to these stats. This is from Fox News. Migrant numbers picking up steam at the border as Dems push Biden administration to end Title 42 restrictions. So there is, a, there is a specific mandate that's down there that's called Title 42 that actually restricts people on the basis of COVID that they want to pull that down also. Not that I believe in COVID, but at least it keeps some people out of the country. There were 164,973 encounters in February, 
in February compared to 101 uh, 101,000 encounters in February of last year, a month that preceded a massive surge. So we went up even from last year. Last year's February was a world record, which was 101,000 encounters by Border Patrol. That went up to 164,000 this year. In February last year, a month that preceded a massive surge in numbers in the spring and summer months that overwhelmed Border Patrol. In February 2020, now here's the numbers. In February of 2020, here was, here was President Trump's last month in office. We had 36,000 encounters. So from, from 2020, Trump's last February, to, to Biden's first February, we went from 36,000 to 101,000. And now Biden's, you know, now, now Biden's up to 164,000. 164,000. Truly, truly amazing what's happening at the border right now. And everybody's concentrating on Ukraine. While we have 10, 2 million border crossings per year into the United States, again, with people we have no idea who they are. And those are the ones we even know about. All right, on to Ukraine. News, Newsbusters video. The media's biggest tragedy from the war in Ukraine is that Joe Biden hasn't been getting a bounce in the polls. Play it for me. Over at MSNBC, they actually say that the war in Ukraine is at least helping the Democrats. Do you think that this at least is helping the Democrats and helping the White House as they head into the into the midterms? You know, it certainly is giving Biden an opportunity to be the strong leader uh, that he campaigned as and, and that he hoped to appear to be in the first year of his presidency. Another Washington Post employee chiming in there on what a strong leader Joe is. Putin may circle Kyiv with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Ukraine, Iran, whatever, you know, you, you whatever you want to stand up for. I'm not sure Joe knows the difference. It does seem that to the leftist media, their biggest concern about the war in Ukraine is, can the war possibly help Biden's terrible poll numbers? President Biden's not getting a Zelensky bounce. And when you look at the polling, it's kind of fascinating. We're going to put some numbers from Navigator on the screen. Biden's wartime policies are popular, but he's not getting the credit for them. I mean, it's it's fascinating to me the way these numbers have shaken out. Why doesn't Joe Biden get credit for doing the thing, the popular things Joe Biden does? Well, we could say that. Why Why didn't he get that bounce right after the infrastructure bill? I mean, you actually have a list. The White House is thinking of sending the president to Europe. I mean, is that the kind of thing that he might capture the Zelensky bounce there? A whole panel discussing why Joe is just tanking in the polls and not getting that precious bounce. How many of you have ever heard of a Zelensky bounce? And that's what it's all about. Just so you know, Newsmax tweet. President Volodymyr Zelensky and his fellow Ukrainians have been nominated to receive this year's Nobel Peace Prize. It reminds me of all the people that won Pulitzers for covering the Russian collusion hoax that never actually existed. But Volodymyr Zelensky is up for a Nobel Peace Prize, of course, right? I wonder if Anthony Fauci was nominated for that. Ian Miles Chong video, Ukrainian refugees. So remember, Volodymyr Zelensky, known dictator, Locked up his political opposition, locked up uh, or closed down opposition media, but allegedly is this beacon of democracy. Here's what Ukrainian refugees say about the Ukrainian army. Play it for me. (laughs) 
А? Почему вы раньше не выйдели? А нас никто не выпускал оттуда. Не давали коридор. Украина не выпускала из города полностью. Заблокированный мы. Приезжали военные, говорит, ни, ни в коем случае не выезжайте из города, если вам будет если предоставлен вас... коридор Российской Федерации. Они хотели дальше нами прикрываться и все. So the Ukrainian army would not allow them to leave because the Ukrainian army wanted to use them as shields. But this is a beacon of democracy. This is where we have to have a no-fly zone and risk global thermal nuclear war with Vladimir Putin because Volodymyr Zelensky actually locks down. It's funny, I told you, the similarities between COVID and Ukrainian are absolutely palatable. You can see them. They have a lockdown of their citizens. They're not allowed to even leave because you know what? If we keep you locked in the city, then Vladimir Putin, who's also evil, we don't have to choose sides. You don't have to jump all the way in. It's just like COVID. You've got COVID-19, which is evil, developed by the people who are then mitigating the virus or trying to give you solutions for the virus. You don't have to choose between those two options. You can choose what's called the truth instead. It's the same thing here. You've got Volodymyr Zelensky, World Economic Forum member, versus Vladimir Putin, World Economic Forum member. One who's stronger than the other, Putin stronger than Zelensky. However, both of them evil, both of them dictators, both of them thugs. And of course, Volodymyr Zelensky's best friend is the notorious thug who is the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. They're best friends. So you know what? Birds of a feather flock together. You don't think Volodymyr Zelensky would lock down? Oh, wait, he did lock down his country. He locked down his citizens and did not allow them to leave so that they can be used as human shields. That's not me saying that. That's the refugees saying that. All right, let's go to the next one. Aaron Mate tweet. The Ukrainian government is sharing pictures of civilians that its own missiles killed. You may not understand the language, but the grief on the faces of these people is clear to everyone. Now, the Ukrainian government is saying that the Russians did this, but they actually did it. Flow through the pics for me, Will. There's one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. There should be two. Go to the next one. There you go. There's two. Those are real. Now, who we should be suffering, just bring it back to me, the people that we should be supporting are those people. Let's make sure we support those people, but not the liars using their images as false propaganda, namely Voldemar Zelensky, Nancy Pelosi's hero, as well as Lindsey Graham's hero, Chuck Schumer's hero, just like he's Ted Cruz's hero. This is how it is. Now, all these people that I just named all caved to COVID too. Ted Cruz, double vaxxed, probably with a booster. Lindsey Graham, double vaxxed. Schumer double vax, probably triple vaxed. Pelosi double, triple vax, probably waiting for her fourth booster. There, it's all the same. It's all about themselves. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with their own personal power and their own personal politically political expediency. That's all, and their own personal enrichment for many of them. This is a Majid video. video. This is him talking on Tim Pool about the actual, the real, as Azov Brigade, which is a Nazi brigade, which has been supported in the past by the CIA, which has been attacking Eastern Ukraine for the last eight years. Play it for me. That's article. I can talk you through it. There's an intercept article. Basically, Facebook on that point, yeah, on radicalization. Facebook has decided 
that it's prohibited to promote the Azov Brigade because they're neo-Nazis unless you're promoting them to fight That's Russia right. in Ukraine. I saw that. That's amazing, isn't now, it? Now, this is the... What I'm saying about the... Uh, again, I'm trying Evil. not to swear, right? Extremely. I'm doing the work we've just done for 12 years on the Muslim right. side. Imagine you're a young, you know, 16-year-old French Muslim, right? And you see that. Imagine you're Antifa. You were yeah. there, man. And, mean, you're, and you're screaming yeah. Nazi for five yeah. years. Yeah. And then you're like, finally, we're getting these people banned from Facebook. Yep. And Facebook goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We're letting these guys back on. I don't know if people here, even know your history. Here it is. Uh, you see that? Facebook allows praise of neo-Nazi Ukrainian battalion if it fights Russian invasion. Wow. I, I, I mean, I can me. send it to you, Lydia, if you want to put it up. But, that's you know, amazing. Was that on Twitter? That's on Intercept. Oh, the Intercept. If you look, yeah. if you look up the Intercept, Facebook allows praise of neo-Nazi Ukrainian. You'll get it on your screen. I just want people to see this, Tim. Forgive me. It's important because it's the hypocrisy. It, it stinks. Look at that. That's incredible. And the problem is whether you're Antifa or a young Islamist, right? The problem now is how are you going to react to that? So, of course, you have two forms of hypocrisy here. You have, of course, the globalist hypocrisy of actually supporting one of the... This, again, doesn't make you pro-Putin. This is what's true. One of, one of Putin's arguments for invading Ukraine is that neo-Nazi groups called the Azov Brigade have been attacking Eastern Ukraine, which is the slice that Putin wants to get. I'm not saying it justifies it. I'm saying that it's more complicated than white hat versus black hat. Those days are gone, folks. There are no white hats and there are no black hats. The only white hat is God Almighty and the Christian church that's actually saved that he's made white. That's it. There is no white hat, black hat, good hat, good guy, bad guy. There isn't that way. It, it just doesn't exist anymore. You have to come into these things and assess the entire situation. Not Vladimir, Voldemar, Zelensky, good, Putin, bad. No, they're both bad. They're just different degrees of bad. If I was to pick who's worse, it's Putin. However, they're both bad. So you have the Azov Brigade. So the hypocrisy around the globe is, is you have the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, the Lindsey Graham's, the, the establishment Republicans and Democrats, the establishment swamp supporting Ukraine 100% as they have a CIA-supported actual neo-nazi brigade called the azov brigade they've been around for a long time they, they were used in the color revolution in 2014 which i don't have time to get into which really ushered in the anti-russian sediment inside the leadership of ukraine which is ushered in where we are currently at and then of course you have the facebook hypocrisy i get banned every night on facebook we don't even know why they take us down about 10 seconds into our show every night we don't even know why they don't give us an explanation and what do i do except basically show videos preach bible verses and tell the truth and i get taken out but on facebook you are allowed to post if you are part of the azov brigade which is openly nazi just so you know it's not that anybody's pulling that out it's not that anybody's revealing that they are proudly nazi there is a proud nazi uh uh section of ukraine for lack of a better term there is a there is a pro-nazi portion of the population inside of ukraine there always has been it goes all the way back to world war ii they were pro-nazi because the nazis were fighting russians it's very complicated and then of course the ukrainians fought the nazis the nazis fought the russians and they all fought each other it's very complicated but as long as you are fighting russians nazis are allowed to have an open page, an uh, open forum on Facebook, 
but many Americans, including Donald Trump, are not. Isn't that strange? All right, Wittgenstein video. People behind the disastrous Afghan war and pull out now want to confront Russia. Play it for me. Understand that we have, in effect, declared war against Russia. We have done three things. One, we have crippled their economy. Right? Two, we are shoving in all these weapons. And third, this hasn't gotten a lot of press. We are giving tactical intelligence to the Ukrainian government to put an X on the forehead of a Russian soldier and Russian equipment. Let me say that a little differently. Our spies and our satellites are helping the Ukrainians kill Russians. So we have declared war. So we should be asking, shouldn't we, what's that war going to look like, to your point? And indeed, we should start with the first place of, well, who's actually putting together our war response? Well, we know that the folks at the Pentagon are the ones who are primarily responsible for that. But, but actually, wait a second. They just got us out of a 20-year war, didn't they? Or actually, they kept us in one, and we lost it yeah. to goat herders, okay? Now we have folks on Capitol Hill and in the White House who were also around for 20 years, and they were the ones who were formulating the policies that also lost that war. So the people who are now formulating our response to a nuclear-armed Russia are the same ones who couldn't figure out how to beat goat herders in Afghanistan. <laughs> so that's, that's the truth. So the, the war that Adam Kinzinger and Lindsey Graham want us to get into, the question was just asked, what would that war look like? Here's a Jack Posobiec video. Play it for me. Вот ебать это пизда нахуй. Ебать! So is everybody really sure they want to get into that type that type of warfare? Is everybody sure Adam Kinzinger, you really want to get it? You want to you want a no-fly zone? We have the United States Air Force and Navy and Army shooting down Russian jets. You sure you want to do that? You you're like, "Well, we have that weapon." And yeah, you here's the thing. They have it, we have it. It's called MAD, Mutually Assured Destruction, you idiots. And like the speaker said on Tucker Carlson, if we can't beat a bunch of goat herders in Afghanistan in 21 years, we probably ought not to take on Vladimir Putin right now, especially when our focus is on maternity flight suits and female hairdos inside the military, as well as making sure that we accommodate fully penis men calling themselves women inside the military. We probably ought to concentrate on something else than getting into a full military conflict with Vladimir Putin over a country that is the Ukraine, which is far from a democracy, period. All right, Dr. Jordan Peterson tweet. Here it comes. Remember, I'm always paralleling to Ukraine versus COVID because Ukraine is COVID 2.0. Here it comes. Don't say you weren't warned. Brits told work from home three days a week and, ba and ban cars on Sundays to beat the Putin energy crisis. Oh, what is this? Three days to flatten the curve? 21 days to flatten the curve? Stay uh, uh, together alone? Are we doing that again? See, I told you it's the exact same thing. Go to the next pick, The Guardian. Here's the Guardian. This is from right in the middle of COVID. Global lockdown every two years needed to meet Paris CO2 goals. That's the plan for all of this stuff. It's all about globalism. It's all about controlling your life. Go to the next one. Meet Karma uh, video. Shocking Russian forces open fire on. Play it for me.
See, there's the parallel. COVID 2.0 Ukraine. A lot of people, when they saw that video, actually thought that was Russian soldiers firing on civilians. No, it was Australian police firing on people who dared to be unmasked and unsocial distance. Do you see the parallels between the two? It's all about globalist control coming out of Davos. And here's even the more political, uh, political correct stupidity coming out of this conflict, just like the politically correct stupidity coming out of COVID. Put it up there for me, Will. There we go. Uh, Ian Miles Chong, the first man in space, Russian cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin, has been stripped of his honors by the Space Foundation. For what? He, he went into space in the 60s. In the 60s. Which censored his name in light of current world events. I mean, he went in space in the 60s. It's the same thing with COVID. We're going to put out a vaccine mandate that, to stop transmission using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission. That doesn't make any sense. Well, that's not going to stop us. This doesn't make any sense either. To ban a cosmonaut from the 60s from the Space Foundation? None of it makes sense because it's not about the original problem, just like COVID was never about keeping you uninfected. This is not about keeping Ukraine safe. It is about globalism coming out of Davos, Switzerland. Now, listen, I put this out here because this is just funny. You need to know Kyle Rittenhouse, I repeat, Kyle Rittenhouse put this out, making fun of himself, but using it to make fun of Biden's gas prices that Biden is calling the Putin gas hike. Play it for me. (laughs) That's right, run. I just wanted everybody to know I'm not making fun of Kyle Rittenhouse, but that was a great tweet. Talk about self-effacing. That's just awesome. I mean, he's totally right. It's not a Putin gas hike. It is a Biden gas hike. The gas was going way up long before uh, Putin massed troops on the Ukrainian border. Ezra Levant video. New Bond villain just dropped. Play it for me. What pleasure to be together again and to design the future. We are here to develop the great narrative, a story for the future. In order to shape the future, you have first to imagine the future, you have to design the future, and then you have to execute. Here, I think the next two days, we will look how we imagine how we design, how we execute the great narratives, how we define the story of our world for the future. How are we going to shape and how are we going to uh, act on the great narrative? Shape the narrative and execute the narrative. Thomas Massey sums it up. Global warming, global terrorism, global pandemic and global war are used to scare people into giving up liberty for global government government and global corporations that is what COVID 19 was about that is what COVID 2.0 slash ukraine is all about are those things global warming global terrorism global pandemic global war used to scare people into you going to the government and saying save me Please save me. They bankrupt you so you'll go and beg for welfare. 
Who are these people, Tom? They are the global elites. This is real, folks. Please read the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 14. This will take place. This is unfolding right before your eyes. And the call of God Almighty is for the Christian evangelical church to stand in opposition, not buy into the latest narrative, which is uh, Voldemar Zelensky is the second coming of St. Patrick, according to Nancy Pelosi. Let's go to the next one. Let's, let's, let's deep dive into this. Natasha Yance tweet. Are you paying attention yet? Ukraine just quietly announced Ukraine. I repeat Ukraine. Look at the date on that. 316 of 22. Ukraine just quietly announced it's the first country to implement the WEF's World Economic Forum. Remember the new bad, the bad bond guy, that's Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum's Great Reset by setting up a social credit application right now. Right now, in the midst of what's happening, it can, it's funny how that works, isn't it? Right in the middle of this conflict, here comes the Ukraine setting up their social credit application. That's weird, isn't it? I wonder if it will be because all of the refugees get driven out of the country, and then when you come back, you have to have your social credit ID. You have to make sure you fill out the form and fill out so that you have a social credit ID, a social credit application. It combines universal basic income and digital identity and a vaccine passport all within the DIIA app. All right, go to the next one for me. Seek for Truth tweet. UN, World Bank, IMF want an economy based on a new digital programmable currency, a digital ID connected with biometric AI wallet and a global social credit WEF ESG structure based on their technocratic values. COVID, Ukraine, second pandemic, climate change is how they get there. Go to the next one. We're going to rapid fire these. Ukraine just silently announced it's the first country to implement the WEF's Great Reset. Funny how that's working right now in the middle of this military conflict by setting up a social credit application combining universal basic income a digital identity and a vaccine passport funny how that's included too all within their dia app go to the next one for me a thread from seek for truth ukraine is the bedrock of the we but it's all about the hero Zelensky. and Ukraine is the bedrock of the WEF's Great Reset Digital EID Wallet Experimentation Blueprint for the West. Go to the next one for me. Uh, uh, Mikhail Fedorov, I'll just call him Fedorov for now on, is Vice Prime Minister and Minister of Digital... Minister! They have a Minister of Digital Transformation. That's a title in the awesome democracy of Ukraine headed by saint voldemar Zelensky, but in the midst of that sainthood and in the midst of that democracy they have a minister of transformation a minister of digital transformation the youngest minister in the history of the ukrainian politics at the age of just 30 he succeeded with opening his own business as well as with the le leading the country's digital revolution go to the next one his most important project is the state in a smartphone his most important project is the state in a smartphone, which aims, uh, which aims by 2024 to have 100% of all government services available online, with 20% of services provided automatically without the intervention of an official. Go right, next, go to the next one. Mikhail Fedorov, Deputy Prime Minister, Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine, was a panelist. I wonder where. I wonder where he was a panelist. 
Oh, the WEF, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. But they're all heroes in Ukraine, just like COVID is an existential threat to your life, right? Narrative one, narrative two, interchangeable. At the WF Scaling Up Digital Identity Systems session. Oh, that's the session. Mikhail Fedorov was a panelist in this session. Session titled Scaling Up Digital Identity Systems Session. He shared Ukraine's progress in digitalization of the governmental services. Go right to the next one. The technology for digital IDs is being used in several countries around the world. One of the most ambitious countries, of course, in this regard is Ukraine. Our goal is to enable all life situations within this digital ID. Mikhail Fedorov said, go to the next one. Ukraine President Zelensky has tasked our ministry with within three years to create one of the most convenient states in the world in terms of the state as a service provider, says Fedorov. Next. When it comes to winning trust in government-run digital identity schemes, Fedorov of Ukraine believes that if you give the people, get this now, hear this, Fedorov believes that if you give the people an overwhelming amount of convenience that is accompanied by strong cybersecurity, then they will have no choice. I repeat, no choice but to trust the technology. Go to the next one. The pandemic has accelerated our progress. First, people are really now demanding digital online services. People have, this is Fedorov talking, people have no choice but to trust technology. I repeat again, people have no choice but to trust technology. We see what kind of business is developing and the business is influencing the development of our own services, he said. Next. We have to make a product that is so convenient that a person will be able to disrupt their stereotypes. Now he starts talking like a neoliberal. Of course, this is why you've got to have Bill Thomas, that's Leah Thomas, William Thomas's real name. You know, you got stereotypes. They all speak the same language. Best friends, uh, Voldemar Zelensky, Justin Trudeau major LGBTQ activists, stereotypes to break through from their fears and start using a government-made application. Fedorov, Ukraine's Minister of Digital Transformation. Next. Our goal is to enable all life situations within this digital ID. Uh, Ukraine's Minister of uh, Digital Transformation. Over 50 government services are available online through this EID. Next. Taking the lead internally, the Ministry of Digital Transformation has the ambition to make Ukraine a world champion in being digital, and we are already the first ones who can use digital IDs with no internal restrictions. Next, the digital ID services in DIA also features sole proprietors, vaccination, electronic passport, and Ukrainian COVID certificates. Funny how it all just intertwines together that all this is happening in the middle of an international military incident. Isn't that funny? I just wonder sometimes, is Zelensky talking to Putin? I just, I'm just wondering. I just wonder too how it is, we're on 19, we'll go to the next one in a second. I just wonder how it is that Zelensky is able to do international pro, uh, broadcasts from Kiev when Russians have, have allegedly taken out their communication infrastructure. Isn't that strange how that works too? All right, go to the next one for me. Banking two, Fedorov received his first ID card and interme- immediately tested a new function in DIA, NFC authorization. This is a revolutionary function that is not available in the world yet, the Minister of Digital Transformation said. Next. At this event, 
Chaldron Nair, WEF, of course, one of the leading thinkers of our times, an entrepreneur and president of the World Institute of the Future, World Institute of the Future, wow, noted that the world is moving towards a post-Western order, and Ukraine is a big part of it. Funny how this is all working out for the WEF, isn't it? Next. Fedorov said he is grateful to Swiss development partners for supporting digitalization in Ukraine. The Minister of Digital Transformation cooperates with Swiss Confederation through the Swiss Agency for Development and Cooperation World Economic Forum. 26. There we go. Mikhail Fedorov has been urging chief executives of big businesses to cut ties with Moscow. He's also taken the unprecedented move of setting up a volunteer IT army of Ukraine to launch cyber attacks against the enemy. Isn't this funny how it all works? Here's a good summation via video. Play it for me. Let me ask you this, David. Uh, and this has been said to me on a number of occasions. And I actually, I think Seek for Truth also tweeted it and that was saying about how ukraine is the bedrock of the wef's great reset digital id wallet do you do you think there's some truth in that out uh, out of the ashes of this uh war uh sonia when 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 uh when when the ashes like when everything calms down the phoenix that is going to arise if you want to kind of encapsulate like this the phoenix that is going to arise from ukraine is one of an even greater digital infrastructure. I really want people to keep an eye on this. I was looking at government communications from Ukraine uh, this morning, and in a recent uh, address by the uh, by the prime minister, he mentioned about making it easier for people who have lost their personal documents to uh, to make certain applications uh, online via their Action or Dear Government app they will be issued with a QR code regarding this. It's already happening, Sonia. It's already happening, folks. There's nothing more permanent than a temporary <laughs> solution. There is right. a lot of carrots being thrown right now towards the remaining, I think, 39 million people who are still in Ukraine. Just over 2 million are refugees right now. Um, over one and a half million of them are nearby um, in Poland who are struggling to cope with that amount of, uh, of refugees there um, right now. But we, we have still 39 million people um, in Ukraine who are undergoing some vast transformational changes in society right now. And really keep an eye on this, folks. Digital ID is one of those. Look at the government communications. Look at what they're saying. Look at what the digital minister, Mikhail Fedorov, is, uh, is talking uh, about. Because what better, what better way to uh, build back better than, um, than, in the, uh, than in the smoke of war in terms of, uh, of digital ID? Well, that's in Ukraine, Tom. What about the United States? Rahim Kassam tweet, Biden's new COVID co uh, coordinator wants vaccine passports claims we aren't he claims we aren't anywhere near the end of the pandemic and just so everybody knows leave this up for just a second will every all the austria just reinstigated their their COVID lockdowns their COVID rules china of course has reinstigated theirs all over the world they're reinstituting these things once again because they've left their emergency powers in place i love i love what he, i love what the speaker said on the video there 
Nothing more permanent than a temporary solution. David Nolan, that's what he said. Nothing more permanent than a temporary solution. They're all reinstituting their COVID lockdowns and their mask mandates and their vaccine mandates right after they take them down. They get credit for taking them down. Everybody relaxes and they put them back up. Well, back to the United States. Well, Biden's new COVID coordinator, President Joe Biden's new uh, COVID-19 coordinator, Dr. Ajish Jha, has vigorously advocated for vaccine passports and other hardline measures, including mandated vaccines for air travel, despite also defending left-wing protests as essential. In April 28, 2021, op-ed for The Economist, Dr. Jha outlined his case for vaccine certificates to beat COVID-19. It's not just in Ukraine, it's global. I guarantee you he goes to the World Economic Forum. We know that Joe Biden has been going to the World Economic Forum well before he was president, well before he was vice president, went numerous times between his vice presidency and his presidency. That is who Joe Biden is. They are all globalists. They are not there are not presidents and prime ministers of sovereign nations. They are governors of global estates under the leadership of Klaus Schwab and Davos. How Putin and Zelensky fit into that, we're not sure yet, but that's why you don't just jump in lock, stock, and barrel as you see Ukraine being a leader in ushering in the freaking mark of the beast, folks. Please pay attention that he causes all, look at that picture with that vaccine passport, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate, understand the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. Please wake up if you're part of the evangelical church. All right, picture World Economic Young Leader Wants. Got that one for me? Well, there you go. World Economic Forum Young Leader Lead. World Economic, let me get this right. Young Global Leader Wants Opposition to Great Reset Placed in China-Style Re-Education Camps. So you have a World Economic uh, Forum Young Global Leader Wants Opposition to the Great Reset. Anybody who's opposing the Great Reset to be put into a re-education camp. Oh, we haven't seen that. Have we leave this up now? We haven't seen that. Oh, we haven't? We didn't see numerous COVID camps in Australia opening COVID camps in Canada. We haven't seen that. We have already seen this. We have the Uyghurs, of course, being uh, carted off to concentration camps in China. And this person from the World Economic Forum wants to model anybody who resists the Great Reset after how China is treating the Uyghurs. Let's look. Anyone who opposes the World Economic Forum's WEF Great Reset program will be sent to Chinese-style re-education camps according to a pledge by the World Economic Forum. Those who oppose Klaus Schwab's Great Reset should be imprisoned in communist China in communist China style re-education camps until they no longer embrace freedom, nationalisms, and the right to bear arms. According to Wang Guam, a world economic forum, young global leader of which Vladimir Putin was, of which Dan Crenshaw was, of which Elise Stefanik was, just so you know. 
Wang is currently a chief political journalist for a Chinese state-run media outlet in the United States that broadcasts Chinese propaganda. In the National Pulse, Natalie Winter said, the WEF has grown known for globalist involvement around the world, including but not limited to pushing the Great Reset amidst COVID-19, using COVID-19 as a conveyance to usher in the Great Reset. Go to the next slide for me, Will. Another WEF young global leader who has been pushing an agenda publicly is journalist Daria Kalanick. As the Pulse reported about her, Kalanick confronted British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and demanded that NATO enter the war in Ukraine. Strange, isn't it? Isn't it strange? Isn't it strange how you've got everybody who's tied to the Ukraine, once tied to the WEF, obviously then of course tied to the ukraine lock stock and barrel into the sainthood of Zelensky. isn't it funny how all of these people who are tied to the world economic forum want migs sent to the ukraine want a no-fly zone over the ukraine isn't it weird isn't that odd that they're all like that it would seem as though schwab has his minions all over the world which he does and he acknowledges on video pushing different agendas at at all at the same time and as we have come to expect all of it revolves around his precious great reset which of course justin trudeau another young global leader under the world economic forum locks down his country and has become a dictator in and of himself now here's a, here's an interesting here's an interesting video this is actually you want to know the first pers- the wef young global leaders are actually pushing for re-education camps. Well, here's video out of China. Thousands of residents of more than 100 buildings in Shenzhen are taken to COVID isolation camps. Play it for me. So there you go. So I just want you to know, this is the Democratic Party dream for America. Yes, I said Democratic Party dream of America. Bring it back to me. See, I'm not afraid to preach politics. It doesn't say in the Bible to keep politics out of the pulpit. It doesn't say that. Therefore, I don't abide in it. Those are, it takes a village. That's not in the Bible. You know, don't be, don't be sin conscious, be faith conscious, be grace conscious. That's not in the Bible. So I don't follow any of that garbage. That is what the Democratic Party, which is a finger, which is a hand puppet, which is a finger puppet of Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum, that is their dream, to cart you off to re-education camps. They were trying to do it. They would have already done it if we didn't have a Second Amendment. Rodney Howard Brown tweet. Quicker, quicker. They may look innocent and be called presidential. However, these puppets combined have helped facilitate over 10 wars. I'll show you the pick in a second. That resulted in tens of millions of dead, all in the name of installing false democracies and plundering the resources of nations for their masters. They may look innocent. Who's Rodney Howard Brown talking about? Put the pick up for me. There they are. You've got the Bushes, you've got the Clintons, and you've got the Obamas, and two generations of Bushes. Look how many wars they've started. Look how many people they've killed. And do they care at all? Absolutely not. Look, at they're all arm in arm enjoying the spoils of, the, of their wars. To, to the victor goes the spoils, although they themselves are never fighting. I guess with the exception of, of George Bush Sr., he actually fought in World War II, but he's a monster in and of himself. Go to the next one for me. Uh, Ju- uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, Juice Broker, something like that. These three American men have invaded nine countries. Let's isolate it to Clinton, Bush, uh, George W. Bush, and Obama. Tom, don't you, don't, don't you like Republicans? No, I like conservatism. 
And I like Christian conservatism. If you were to actually label me, I'd say I'm a Christian libertarian conservative. That's what I am. I go with whatever's true. Is this, is this slide, is this tweet true? It's absolutely true. These three American men, they're just people. And always remember, remember Revelation chapter 20, 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne. In him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. These three American men have invaded nine countries in 23 years, killed 11 million civilians and no one calls them war criminals you sound anti-america no i'm pro-truth what's the truth should we ever have gone to iraq absolutely not afghanistan absolutely not hundreds and hundreds of drone strikes from barack hussein obama killing thousands of innocents that's who these people are and if you're going to go around you're going to throw around we'll go throw throw the term war criminal around like Biden does, like Kamala Harris does, like Lindsey freaking Graham does, like John McCain used to, then it needs to be thrown at these guys too because I want to know what we gained in Afghanistan. I want to know what we gained in Iraq. I want to know. I want to know what we gained. Absolutely freaking nothing except for the, the industrial war complex of which all three of these men are slave masters to gained hundreds of billions of dollars. That's all that happened. Let's go to the next one. House Republicans video. Is that where we're at? Oh, the hill. No, okay. There we are. All right, let's say Bush. Oh, yeah. We're back to Ukraine. Bush and Clinton, what do they do together? Oh, they go and visit. They go to a memorial of Ukraine. Isn't that strange? I mean, these guys, both of these two, are responsible for the deaths of who knows how many hundreds of thousands of people. But yet here they are coming together for Ukraine. And Ukraine's all about the World Economic Forum, and there's the Bushes, and there's the Clintons coming together at a memorial event. All right, let's go to the House Republicans' videos. The American people, play it for me. The American people stand strongly with the people of Ukraine. The speech we just heard from President Zelensky was inspiring, and talk about a leader who has risen to a catastrophic challenge and a catastrophic crisis in his country. He outlined the fact that this is the most significant national security crisis in Europe since the end of World War II. The stakes could not be higher. This administration has been far too slow, not only in their implementation of sanctions, but the lack of completeness of sanctions. The Ukrainian people need those makes and they need them now they needed them yesterday so where does elise stefanik come from put it up will there you go elise stefanik what oh look a world economic forum and she's calling for the migs won't be long till she's calling for the no-fly zone right yeah well i thought tom elise stefanik man that's a republican that's a conservative stood up for trump in the impeachment hearings well they have to play their role folks look for the people who tell the truth look for the jim jordans Look for the Ron Johnsons who are having hearings about vaccine adverse effects and deaths inside of the Department of Defense and worldwide and inside the international community. Look at people like that, who are people who are willing to risk their political careers to tell and live in the truth, just like pastors should be doing. 
pastors should be risking their ministerial careers to preach the Bible. Well, half my church will leave if I don't tell them to mass. Let those unfaithful people go. Let them go. Let the wisdom class go. We have to use wisdom. That's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible either. All right, let's go to the next one for me, Jack Posobiec. Just realize it hasn't been said enough how big of a role John McCain played in the 2014 Euro Maiden. Some familiar face. This is the color revolution of 19 of 2014 that turned ukraine from being a neutral state into being an anti-russian state which then precipitated this very invasion from vladimir putin let's scroll through the pics there's oh there's johnny right in the middle of ukraine knows the flags there's johnny again next there's johnny and lindsey graham and amy klobuchar oh isn't that strange all the wef friends coming together there's johnny taking a picture of the color revolution happening right before his very eyes that it precipitated this very invasion that allegedly they all hate now lindsey graham play it for him hmm? you still stand by yeah i hope he'll be taken out one way or the other i don't care how they take him out i don't care if we send him to the hague and uh try him i just want him to go yes i'm on record Please understand, Senator Lindsey Graham, if John McCain were here, <clears throat> he'd be saying the same thing, I think. It's time for him to go. He's a war criminal. I wish somebody had taken Hitler out into the So yes, that Vladimir Putin is not a legitimate leader. He is a war criminal. He needs to, needs to be dealt with. So there you go. There's Lindsey Graham, of course, hopping right on board. He helped cause the color revolution. Remember the color revolution? Part of that revolution was the CIA actually funding the neo-Nazi Ozkov group inside of Ukraine. Ozov group inside of Ukraine. This is all part of Lindsey Graham. This is all part of John McCain. This is an amalgam of human, of human effort on different sides and different equations. It's not black and white. It is not white versus black, good versus evil. It is levels of evil versus other levels of evil. That's why you don't buy in lock, stock, and barrel. Steve Cortez tweet. To all the conservatives pushing for escalation, your team is on the floor. This is your squad. This is the squad who was defeated by the goat herders inside of Afghanistan. This is the team you trust to manage this massive American intervention. Mark Milley, Anthony Blinken, and Joe Biden, the, the, who left $85 billion, bring it back to me, $85 billion worth of American technological military equipment on the ground inside of Afghanistan. I say no. I say we stand in the truth and never be moved off the truth in Jesus' mighty name. Love you all. God bless you. Lots of other churches are closing. They're done. And I'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators. You know what? You come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair. Sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never gonna close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is, is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand, period, always. We will stand. 
We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God. sowing seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightly.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightly.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. Thank you.